0: I'm Leanne Lord, and this is Human Story. Three million Americans leave their churches every year. A lot of them never look back, but a lot of others find themselves missing something about it. Some even bounce back, holding their nose over the things that drove them out so they can get the benefits they missed. Tom Jump isn't going back, but he's the first to acknowledge that religion gets some things right and he's one of a number of non-religious people proposing new ways to keep the good while leaving the bad behind.
1: I'm lonely. I have been for pretty much my entire life, and it has been the most challenging problem to try and overcome. I'm also a very analytic type of person. I do extensive research and experimentation to solve problems, so I delved into searching for a cure for my loneliness. I wrote up my plan of action like a movie heist scene, dramatic music and all. The goal, relationships. The mission, meet people and get to know them. A shiver of terror shoots down my spine as I even contemplate such a thing. As a serial introvert, I have never had close human connections in my life. I was diagnosed with a form of autism, so emotional connection is awkward at best. I easily insult people without realizing it, and I have an extremely specific, special interest, which is the only thing in the world that interests me, being in a relationship. Because of my autism, emotional connection is extremely hard for me, which makes physical attraction a lot more important in a relationship than connection. When I tell this to people, it can often come across as socially inappropriate or sexist, which is hard for me because I'm just being honest about fundamentally who I am and what my needs are. Without a relationship, I'm very sad, no matter what else is going on in my life. With a relationship, I'm very happy, no matter what else is going on in my life. Because most of my life I haven't had relationships, I've suffered from major depressive disorder. When I was in a happy relationship, that cured me of my depression. So it's not an exaggeration to say that these kinds of relationships are the foundation of my happiness. But being incredibly introverted, meeting women, especially those who I'm attracted to, is extremely difficult for me. It's safe to say I would prefer a literal den of lions over a den of other humans who I'm trying to get to know. Meeting people and getting to know them is a skill set I did not have. But I may learn to swim by jumping in the deep end, kind of a person, so I just started going to every social event that I could bars, meetups, social groups. But given how I didn't have the skills to start conversations or communicate with people, and I was trying to do so while under intense emotional pain, I just sank to the bottom of the proverbial pool every time. Going about things all on your own is hard, really hard. Each person has their own strengths and weaknesses, and there are many different skills that are required to succeed in life. Having to do them all on your own is rough. I needed help. Therapy was the obvious first place to look, but therapists only ever offered advice and words, which never helped me and often made things worse. I became frustrated because I was investing so much time and effort into these people and getting nothing from them. What I needed was practical help, someone to find events and go with me to these events, teaching me the skills in practice, someone to accept me for who I am and help me to achieve what I value while being true to who I am, rather than someone who is trying to change who I am and how I think, which is how therapy felt. This was one of the key realizations in my life. To really overcome loneliness, you need people with a diverse skill set who can make up for your weaknesses and who are willing to give practical help rather than just theoretical help. Normally, people refer to these mysterious entities as friends. Unfortunately, it wasn't till around age 25. When I had this realization and recognized the true value of friends for the first time in my life, that realization helped me to know what the next stage of my goal is, but it also seemed to have the same going out and meeting people problem. Around the same time, I had started researching philosophy as another avenue to try and cure my loneliness, and I felt pretty confident about my aptitude for it. I ended up emailing local philosophy professors to chat about it, and several of whom invited me to meet them over coffee. Talking to people in person and in public was my greatest fear at this point, but I reluctantly agreed. And over the course of these conversations, I realized coffee shops are far more tolerable locations than bars and large social gatherings. And talking about philosophy, while not my special interest, was far more tolerable than any other subject I had spoken with others about. Because these caused me far less emotional pain, I was able to take the initiative and invite several other professors out to coffee and chat about philosophy. Even though this was completely counter to my nature, it helped me to realize the next key lesson in overcoming loneliness. You need a place to feel comfortable and accepted where you can engage with others because of this realization i started a youtube channel based around philosophy and i started seeking philosophy groups to attend which convenient enough happened to be in coffee shops in these groups my mastery of the subject of philosophy gave me the confidence to be able to ask for help from the other members in the areas I wasn't so confident. I was quickly able to make my first few friends who gave me real practical help by going to bars and to the mall with me. And they helped me to develop the social skills that I had been missing my entire life. I got my first date when I was around 30 years old, and I was able to get a few relationships that gave me what I needed to temporarily cure my loneliness, around 33. While not permanent, being free of loneliness for about a year gave me the ability to look back on the progress I had made and have hope for the future. The only thing I'm missing now is connections to the type of people who can make me feel that in an ongoing way. I have learned that Curing loneliness means finding a place that has these five properties. One, a group of people with a diverse set of skills who are willing to provide practical help. Two, a place where you can feel comfortable and accepted to engage with others. Three, a place where you can feel you can ask for help. Four, something that makes you feel good about yourself. And five, connections to the type of people who make you happy. As I was explaining this, to my Christian friend. With a beaming smile, he said, Oh, like a church. My lips puckered like I had just swallowed a raw lime and my eyes squinted as if looking into the sun. A church. The phrase church had a very negative connotation for me. For many of us in the secular community, it's almost synonymous with cult, and often for good reason. But as I thought about it, flashbacks of my time spent with people in church and the stories they told crept back into my mind. Stories of people who had lost their home and needed a place to stay, and the congregation having someone willing to offer an extra room in their home. Not just for an individual, but for an entire family, a father, mother, and three daughters. Stories of people whose car broke down, and someone in the church offering to give them an old car they weren't using. Stories of people... Introduced to future wives and husbands, friends and families, business connections, people to help with web design, mowing lawns, babysitting kids, youth groups, sports groups, you name it, churches have a group of people willing to help. In fact, that's what they were there for. The entire purpose given by this doctrine of Christianity is centered around helping others. Churches seemed to provide a group of people with a diverse skill set who are willing to provide practical help, a place where you can feel comfortable and accepted to engage with others, a place where you can feel you can ask for help, something that makes you feel good and successful about yourself, and connections to the type of people who you need to feel happy. Shit, he's right. While there are many horror stories about Church, which in many ways do resemble cults, there are also millions of everyday people who use them to build communities and help with exactly what I was looking for, and much more. Community seems to be the most important thing about religion. Churches are so successful at building communities. If you want to meet people to be in a relationship or to build friendships with, to go to parties with, it's pretty easy in a church. You just go there and join one of the bazillion groups they have, meet 30 people, and they'll mostly be really welcoming. Come up to you, talk to you, invite you to do things, and introduce you to others in the community. Instantaneously, you're connected to these huge communities everywhere in the state of every kind of group you could possibly want. But in the atheist community, that's completely gone. It's so hard to find a community like that in local atheist groups that you can just Go up to, and they'll be willing to just introduce you to whatever is going on in the community and be willing to, like, immediately help you with giving you the connections to find what it is that you really need. Unfortunately, churches won't really be able to satisfy my needs because I'm a devout atheist. And even though I spent quite a bit of time in churches and in church groups, they are rather hesitant to help a heathen like myself, especially concerning relationships. Because of this, I had never realized the potential church institutions had to provide a community to truly help people. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that I wish I had such an institution throughout my childhood, but geared towards real life issues rather than fairy tales and dogmas a place where I could be honest about what my emotional needs are and have people there to help me achieve them. There are many communities of people who church institutions do not provide help for, those whose needs disagree with the dogma of the religion, which is the LGBT community, as well as atheists seeking relationships such as myself. Having realized this, it is my dream to create an institution, call it an atheist church, a church designed around providing these necessary steps to help people overcome not only loneliness, but whatever ails them, including helping those whose religious churches neglect. We would need a doctrine of some kind for this church, and the doctrine would be designed to be focused around helping others, like a vision for humanity, similar to heaven, but without the dying part being a prerequisite. The doctrine, if you can call it that, would be that the best of all possible worlds is one which it is impossible to force anyone to do anything that they don't consent to doing. The goal of the atheist church would be to get as close to that world as possible, and the best way to do that pragmatically is to lower the cost of living as much as possible for as many as possible. This doctrine also works as a conversation starter between members to help introverts feel more comfortable to have something to socialize about, similar to how the Christian doctrine does the same in churches. Churches have the added advantage of a base of members who give regular donations to support the organization. Secular communities find a harder time with that, mostly because there's a lot less of us. So in order to help build this kind of community, we would need an alternative revenue source, one that would also help with the mission of the organization and give us a focus. It's hard to think of a more tangible, fundamental human need than a home. Throwing our energy into creating safe, clean places to live for as many as possible would provide the focus and resources for this fledgling organization. I suggest purchasing an apartment building and keeping the rent as low as possible for the tenants. The NOAA Impact Fund in Minnesota does something similar, which would give us a successful model to build on. This promotes the mission of lowering the cost of living for as many as possible, as much as possible, while also providing a stable income to fund the organization's activities, such as debates, lectures, conversations between prominent social influencers, TED Talk style talks, volleyball cookouts, and volunteering community service events. We could also host national secular conferences. Too many secular efforts focus on the intellectual without thinking much about the social. I love the intellectual part, the debates and the lectures. But that's not what got me started on this project. It was loneliness, the need for connection. I know I'm one of the millions of secular individuals feeling this need. That's why a big part of our purpose would be to simply come together, to be with each other as people. There are so many steps ahead, things that might not even seem obvious, like child care, Social groups that want to succeed and grow need to include families, and families need child care so the parents can participate. A number of secular communities are already doing this successfully, like the Ethical Society of St. Louis. I hope to also be able to provide community benefits akin to those that churches provide, such as social support and community building. If you are in a church community and are in need, they usually have members who offer daycare, child support, co-op homeschooling, temp housing, used cars, temp jobs, as well as opportunities to meet people such as youth groups, get togethers, big social networking events, make friends, relationships, and people to build life with. It's the kind of indirect support that comes from a community of people who care about each other. Many in the secular community don't like hearing these kinds of parallels to religious organizations. One of the insults hurled at atheists is often, Atheism is just a religion too. Instead of hearing this as a rebuke, I think we should embrace it. Show how much better church can be when not laden with religious dogma. Then one day, we may become as influential as religious churches in America. Finally, a community like this needs to be a place where you can express your needs without having to worry about others judging you a judgment-free zone in hopes that you might be able to meet someone who has the abilities you lack to help you get whatever it is that you need. I'm not the only one thinking about secular communities. There's also the Sunday Assembly, the Ethical Societies, and many more. The experiments that meet the real needs of people will survive. This idea of a community of non-religious people who care for each other while also providing a place for people in need to live, that's what I'm striving for. I hope to create a community where we can all express that openness and acceptance to one another and have a diverse group of people with a different skill sets to help one another with our unique needs and interests so that we can all live our lives to the fullest.
0: Tom Jump is a full-time YouTuber who debates professors, philosophers, and theologians. He lives in Minneapolis. That was episode 14 of Human Story, a podcast exploring the human experience from a secular point of view, one story at a time. Each episode, I'll bring you a different storyteller, one secular person sharing what it's like to be one of 7 billion living, feeling, thinking human creatures temporarily awake on a minor planet. So what's your story? If you have a secular perspective, a good story, and a gift for telling it, Go to OnlySky.media submissions to submit an idea for an episode of your own. We're especially interested in post-religious stories, stories about life after you're done grappling with religion. Give us a glimpse of what it's like to live in your head and see the world through your eyes. That's OnlySky.media submissions. Human Story is a production of OnlySky Media, a home for journalism storytelling and opinion serving the growing community of the religiously unaffiliated. Visit us online and add your voice to the conversation at OnlySky.media and subscribe to the Human Story podcast on the service of your choice. Thanks for listening. I'm Leanne Lord. See you next time for Human Story.